about that. Yes, yes. It's like you're a parent or something. I know. It's like I actually think about these things now. Actually, I think uh, it's it's a it's one of those. It's a parent. You're a parent. If mm. <laughs> you gotta hate those things, right? Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Benoda, and with me is Mr. Adol Gurji. Hello. Hello, sir. And joining us, returning after weeks away, it's Miss Lucy Yeward. Hello, because you traded me in for a much more interesting <laughs> talk with good chemistry, so hello. I traded you in for a little, a little beer trip, I suppose, a brewery visit. Yeah. yeah, the the least beer involved brewery visit. Yes, oh, fuck, I'm still pissed about that. Sorry. Yes, well, we did we did lose a little bit of uh, chat, didn't we? Not a huge amount, but a little bit. Yeah, but we missed trying two of the three beers. Yes, we didn't have so much <laughs> of the beer talk. Yeah, and the second beer was like a proper chat about the beers, and we even tried uh, an ingredient, the long pepper, etc. So I think uh, I still have a chunk of it. I think we'll have to try that. Um, Wild Forest, was it? It was Wild Forest, yeah. yes. Another time so we can uh, pseudo-recreate the magic. Or just Definitely. convince... Um, wow, I've lost his name. Sam. I know, or Sam, thank you. My brain was like, Stephen. I'm like, no, it's a different S name, brain. And then my brain's like, oh, how about Stephen? And I was like, uh, you're a pretty shitty brain. And my brain's like, yep, you know it. And then I said the whole <laughs> thing out loud for the internet to hear. Good, right. This week, this week, we're going to discuss how everybody is. Because it's been a little while. But first... We're going to talk about one beer. You had a nice special episode last week of us at the Good Chemistry Brewery. This week, we're revisiting our favourites, Cloudwater, for their double IPA version 13. What are you two doing? Oh, children. <laughs> We're drinking the Cloudwater Double IPA version. I love 13. how you had the Gremlin just on and my way just on hand. That was awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. It, uh, yeah. We've and Ben's been patiently waiting because he's had this uh, in his pantry um, since before I went to the Canada. Yes. Yes. We've had these for a while. I believe did it release at the end of February, perhaps. I'm was it February? Or was it March? March. Well, been, been March because March. I was here in February. We sh- for sure would have had. Oh it. yes, you weren't that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. 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 When you have a child, it, it just goes out the fucking window. Um, but <laughs> as you all know, we've had a few of these on the podcast. Um, I think we started at the six and seven, um, and have and have had a few of them with. You know, pretty good results so far. This Especially is on the pr- pr- improvement side. Yes, definitely. Um, the, the version 13 is the last version that Cloudwater are putting out of this double IPA project. Um, uh, from the results of all of this, they have gone and um, released what I think are going to be sort of seasonal offerings. Um, but they're sticking with a, you know, a, a tested recipe now. Um, but offering a few different varieties of double IPA. Um, so we thought we'd give this final beer of the experiment a uh, a good send-off. Yes, quite. Mm. Lucy, 
I heard you open your beer before we started. I did. Well, I was just smelling it and I was like, I've got to dive into this. Um, I mean, you get that tropical grapefruit, passion fruit aroma. Yeah, very much Smell of the mosaic hops as well. Nice lacing on the glass. Yeah. So murky. Yeah, very hazy beer. Really hazy. Mm Mm-hmm. A uh, good carbonation, okay. though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it had quite a bit of head that uh, tailed, tailed off, uh, went off um, for the most part, except for maybe a half centimeter, which is sort of lightly staying on the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the, the color is very difficult to try and describe. It's, it's kind of orangey. It, I think um, it's like um, an organic honey, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's got that sort of cue to it, hasn't it? Yes, definitely. Like Um, nothing else is in the honey, and it's sort of started to crystallize because there's nothing else in it. Yeah, Yeah, good explanation. Yeah. It does almost, if you look at it, it does almost look solid in the glass if you take a sideways (laughs) view towards it. Um, It has got a, yeah, as you say, Lucy, a very lovely tropical smell. I'm getting something else in there, but I think it might be because my allergies are on and and my nose is a little stuffed. But Mm. something almost musty. Musty. Mm-hmm. No, maybe not musty. There's just a um, I don't know what that is. There's something else there. Yeah. Have either of you have either of you, have either of you had a taste? I'm just about to. Yeah. What do you think, Lucy? Um, I think I prefer the version twelve. Okay. But this is it's. I get a very bitter taste at the start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um. You're definitely getting like bit, bits of fruit from like the citra hops. Yep. Bit of orange for me. Oh. It's quite. It's quite. It tastes a bit thicker than I remember the um, version twelve did. It does. It's a little more viscous, like the, yeah. the version six. Yeah. And that was my major complaint about the version six. It just felt too thick in the visco- viscosity. There was no easy drinkability there for yeah. me. Yeah. This isn't quite as, as thick as that, is it? It's sort of no, in between. No. Yeah, but it just felt that the they got it right with the... I always say this, they got it right with version 10, got it right <laughs> with the version 12, but it just felt like that was... Um, it had a nice drinkability, it wasn't too thick, and it was quite easy drinking. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a little bit of flavour text for you, as Cloudwater do on all of their cans. Uh, a revision of our birthday double IPA recipe. Version 13 is similarly made up of 14% oats in the grist and a 25 grams per litre dry hop. The combination of citra BBC and mixed fermentation on a 50-50 pitch of WLP 4000 and 4786th generation JW Lee's yeast make version 13 our boldest and fruitiest double IPA yet. Uh, so, as it says, the yeast is uh, WLP 4000 and JW Lee's. B- Citra BBC and Mosaic Aroma Hops. Pilgrim Alpha CO2 Extract is the Bittering Hops. And a Golden Promise Oat and Dextrose Monohydrate as the malts. It's 9% as all their double IPAs have been. I would think that, yeah, maybe this is the fruitiest mm, one yeah. so far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. In both the aroma and the um, taste. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Lucy. I think I preferred the version 12. I'm going to rock the boat here and say 
that the version 12 is the better beer. <laughs> <laughs> Zero boats rocked. Yeah. Well, hmm. it's still ending on the high. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's an, a little, fantastic beer by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. when you've had such a great beer, it's hard to um, yeah, uh, not compare it, especially when that's sort of what they've been doing. Uh, I agree. I think the um, the viscosity adds um, a less satisfying mouthfeel. Mm. Like this is a beer that I mean, and this probably is what they're going for. That you're going to sip a lot slower than V12. Um, sorry, my cat is just yelling at the storm. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I think um, it is definitely super fruity. Um, but I think that bitterness off the top sort of masks the fruitiness for almost too long of the taste. It's the finish is quite sweet, but it's not yep. necessarily super fruity sweet. So I feel mm. like the there's too much going on to hide the fruitiness despite how fruity it is, if that makes sense. Like the I guess the the bitter and and then the finish just don't the start and the finish just don't exemplify how fruity it is and it's only that middle where you're like, oh wow, this is fruity. Yeah, Versus very I, much. I would yeah. think given how strongly fruity it is at that stage that you would have a better sense of it throughout. Mm-hmm. There's there's something right at the back of your mouth as well, isn't there? But it, it's not quite a bitterness. It's oh, I don't know, it's a very difficult thing to describe, but there's there's something else there I cannot put my finger on, which kind of takes away a little bit from the fruitiness as well. I think it's odd because it's not a dry beer, but there is a drying at the top of my mouth that now that yeah. you mention it. Mm, maybe that's so like what the it tongue is. is wet. So it yes. leaves you, yes. you know, with a wet uh, mouthfeel, but like the top of your it's not uniform. Yeah, yeah. I I I I'd agree. Um an odd beer, a strange experience. Mm. But let's very nice. Yes, yes, let's continue with this. And let's look at small gremlin Lego figures. No, let's talk about video games. The reason we have come together, share a beer and talk about some video games. I, I was just saying that, you know, um, um, the video games that we haven't talked about is Lego Dimensions. That's totally why I was showing these silly minifigures off. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, I don't have Lego Dimensions, but I just couldn't resist these uh, gremlins. Do you, do you have the E.T.? No. Oh, the ED his like little uh, vehicle or whatever. Its first form yeah. is just a red phone. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's got, it's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For sure. They're they're overpriced, but they're some of the best minifigs you can get, especially oh, yeah. for pop culture fiends. Like why you why you would ever want to play a video game as Knight Rider? Meh. But why? Yeah. I mean, mind you, being able to hang out with um like Doctor Who and Mister T. And a gizmo is pretty great. Yeah, true that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about what video games are we going to talk about? Mm. Benefer. Uh, uh, well, well, uh, Benefer. Ooh, I like that. Um, <laughs> what am I going to talk about? I'm, I'm, uh, I kind of have played a, a shitload of, of computer games since Horizon. Yeah. But I, I kind of had the uh, the adverse of what you were having out of where. You wanted to get into, um, you know, into a game, really get your teeth into something, and, and kind of not try and, and play every game in a franchise. You kind of just wanted to pick something, play it, see how yeah. you felt. Um, I've I've played a lot of little games mm. since playing Horizon. Um, I bought my probably my, what you need though. 
Like well, it, it is. I mean, so, yeah. what did I, I, I chatted about um, Saints Row Get Out of Hell, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, previously. But the other games I've played since Horizon was Mother Russia Bleeds, Tearaway Unfolded, Hyperlight Drifter, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, Final Fantasy Type Zero, Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time, The Swindle, The Deadly Tower of Monsters, Stories the Path of Destinies, Telltale Game of Thrones, and Telltale Tales from the Borderlands. A lot of those are PS Plus games. A lot of them are quite small. But I found myself just bouncing off everything. Uh, Did you not complete any of them? (laughs) I I have, I have, yeah. Um, Okay, so you weren't fully bouncing. Because I was about to say, it's like... Are you really a dad? Where did you find all the time to play that? <laughs> I, I, have, I have finished some of them. Uh, the ones I finished, um, I, I did the last mission in Get Out of Hell, so I finished that. Um, I run through the shortest set of stories you can do in Stories, The Path of Destinies, uh, which is an, uh, an odd game, which presents you with lots of different choices and pushes you down different paths onto different um, third-person action-based levels. Um, but your decisions push the next stage that you're going to go to. A combination of those levels actually open up a different story as such. It's an interesting take, but I ran through that quite quickly. Um, the, the two games I kind of wanted to talk about really was Telltale Game of Thrones and Telltale Tales from the Borderlands. That's a bit of a mouthful, Telltale Tales from the Borderlands. Um, both, in my opinion, very good at portraying the franchise they absolutely nail the feel of both of those franchises uh i wasn't a great lover of the game of thrones one yeah it didn't do a huge amount for me it had that political intrigue it had a little bit of action uh but i didn't really give a shit about the characters (laughs) yeah i mean they they bring in a completely new set of characters a new house as such uh, which makes sense. You're you're playing through uh, a, a story. You're playing through their story, something that you don't have to worry about in the books or the TV show. And it ties in. But I've just played, I think I played episode four, five, and six, having previously played episodes one, two, and three. Um, and I'm so far removed from the TV program that it kind of, it didn't quite sit well with me. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but Tales from the Borderlands was really good. Yeah. That's the best Telltale game for me. Yeah. Really? So I haven't yet played it yet. It is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, I really liked The Walking Dead, the Telltale series. But mm-hmm. Tales from the Borderlands really nailed it for me. Yeah. Um, and I'd agree. I think it's the best that they've put out so far. Yeah. Um, do I you mean, care about Borderlands? Have you played Borderlands? Do you care um, about the world, the franchise? Or? Yes, I, I played Borderlands 2, and I played a lot of Borderlands 2. Um, yeah. I've got the pre-sequel um, right. installed on my PC, ready to play. Okay. I, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it'll be one of the next uh, PC games I get around to playing. But primarily because Tales from the Borderlands was so enjoyable. I, I want to jump back into the... Yeah. Borderlands yeah. universe as such. Um, and I, it, now, I, do you I, know if that's a co-op multiplayer like uh, one and two were? That's from the uh, pre-sequel. pre-sequel. I believe so. Yeah, uh, I, I would do that with you because I haven't uh, co- um, online co-opted a, a sort of narrative nice. show. Show. Yeah. Fuck me. Because you said good. show earlier. I blame yeah. Ben for yeah. all of my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I suppose I just wanted to say that um, I, I I like where Tales from the Borderlands went. I can see mm. the evolution of what they've done with all of their previous games. Um, but they're doing a lot. They have got a lot of IP and original IP, I believe, they're working on as well, as well as all of these franchises. You know, they've just done Batman. They've just released the first episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I think, actually, I was feeling it after Game of Thrones, a little bit of fatigue with mm. the Telltale formula. Yeah. It had Tales from the Borderlands not have been the free PS Plus game for last month, or this month, maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have tried. I'm glad I did. Really glad I did because it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't really interest me. Batman that's just come out doesn't really interest. Just come out came out last year. Doesn't really interest me. Lucy, you um, liked that one, didn't so, you? I actually liked the Batman one. And yeah. I, I'm not a huge Batman fan. I mean, I like um, the Arkham games. Well, mainly just Asylum, but I like. Um, I like the movies slightly, I guess. You see, I'm not just a, I'm not a massive <laughs> Batman fan, so and I actually really like the um, take that they had on it and the uh, this twist, this plot twist, which I won't spoil. Um, in that, and it's like this this is doing something interesting and different with Batman, and actually really in, enjoyed it. But um, yeah, by far, Telltale's uh, Tales from the Borderlands is the best one they've done. I mean, the humor's on point. Yep. The atmosphere, as you say, um, it it really digs into that franchise, franchise that I didn't care about. I don't really care about Borderlands. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I was intrigued by the world and Handsome Jack and, you know, Pandora yes. and all this yeah. and all that. And it's like, that's what, um, I mean, there was a demo for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, there was. Game. Played through that. And I I don't know if it's unfair or not, but I was completely, you know, comparing Tales from Borderlands and Guardians of the Galaxy because it's mm-hmm. pretty similar. It's set in like this. It's set in space. It's a team of um, people coming together and you know, overcoming the odds or whatever, etc. The humor just wasn't there for me in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just cheesy. Yeah. It just felt poorly written and. I, I don't disagree. I, I tried the, the demo and I think I lasted about 10 minutes yeah. and just turned it off because I, <laughs> I, I just wasn't up for what it was giving me. So Yeah, and I don't care about Guardians of the Galaxy, same as Borderlands, but they got me to care about Borderlands in um, the Tales game. So I yeah. just didn't do that in um, the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy one. So. Yeah, that's, it's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think it um, it helped that um, I got to play Tales from the Borderlands continuously and I didn't have to wait for the, the episodic model. Yeah. Uh, unlike Game of Thrones, where I'd, you know, play episode one and I think I bought the season pass on sale. Mm. Um, and maybe only the first two episodes were out at that point. Um, so I got it pretty cheaply. Yeah. And yeah, I played the first one, played the second one when that came out, played the third one when that came out, and then just fell off. Mm. And thought maybe the third one wasn't too hot, you know, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth release, and I just didn't go back to them. Yeah. Um, and it, it was only really because I was bouncing off of a few games that I thought, oh, I wonder what else is in my uh, my library that yeah. I decided to install it and give it a, a, give it a go. Um, mm. So it's... Another criticism that I have of Telltale recently is that a lot of the games, they leave on a, um, a cliffhanger. Mm, mm. So 
usually you just want to play a self-contained story and you're yes. not looking for the second season that's probably not going to come out for another three years um that's what i liked about wolf among us it, it sort of it sort of it did wrap up but it was like there was a bit of a mystery after that mm. and you know Game of Thrones leaves it on a cliffhanger, as does Batman, etc., etc. Tales from the Borderlands, it wrapped it up in a really nice way. It did, and yeah. That's that's what I really appreciated about that as well. Yeah, I I think as well they did enough in each episode to make it fresh. Like they brought yeah. in a they brought in a slightly new mechanic in each episode to change up what you were doing a little bit, and especially with mm-hmm. the last one. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who wants to play or is playing, but uh, but the last episode sort of towards the end, some of those uh, action scenes that you have to partake in are completely different from the mm. rest of the game. But yeah. actually it's really nice to have, to suddenly be surprised that you've got to, you know, you've got to actually do something at speed really. Yeah. Um, and, and, and try something slightly different. So I, you know, I really applaud them for Tales of the Borderlands yeah. and to make something more like that rather than what they seem to be doing is grabbing every single franchise they can get their hands on and just churning stuff out. Mm. Yeah. Plus, so. Troy Baker and Laura Bailey are amazing voice actors. So you've they got are. that as well. So yeah. 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 So that it, helps. It is very well. <laughs> I didn't realise well that um, Laura Bailey was uh, was in it. I'm sure mm. she's... What, what? What is it? Faye? What's her name? The, the, the woman in it. My mind has gone completely blank. Her sister's I'm sure it because of, Yeah, is it Fiona? Fiona, Fiona, yeah. yes. I'm sure I'm sure that's Laura Bailey, but yeah. Probably. Yeah, but I just really didn't good. realise that's all. Mm. Yeah. Nice, nice. So hopefully Telltale, you know, pick their game back up a little bit. And if they do do a Tales from the Borderlands season two, that would be one I pick up over, you know, the multitude yeah. of other games that they're currently uh, they're currently churning out. Might not pick up Game of Thrones season two. I'll see how I feel when it releases. But um, yeah, telltale. Eh? Um, <laughs> let's, let's move on, Lucy. What have you been playing this week? Um. Well, Adil, did you want to talk about Zelda? I thought oh, you could go Zelda. On. Yeah. Well, I guess I think yeah. I guess uh, I think Lucy, as per normal, will 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 lead with her. Um, the things that irked her of making her stop wanting <laughs> yeah. to play. Because, um, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard about how great Zelda is ad nauseum at this point. So. We have, um, yeah. I yeah. will just say that I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I've only played maybe five, six hours, maybe okay. ten, something around there. Yeah. You know, five, double five, whatever. Uh, double five games. 100 um, hours. <laughs> uh, now, I did, when I first played it at a friend's place in Calgary, we played, I played probably about three, four hours there and then had to repeat it. But your mm. opening sequence when you open, um, opens on you waking from your slumber in a pod filled with water and you're in these weird denim slash swim shorts and you're topless and you have no nipples. Um, and I, I, I assumed that Link as it never nude wanted was also slightly exhibitionistic about his lack of nipples. Therefore I'm assuming lack of a, you know, a mammalian mother. Um, so I, I've decided my entire playthrough not to play with a shirt on, which means now I'm at a point where uh, if getting hit really sucks, cause the half of my armor mm. just isn't there. Like I'm wearing a hat and pants and that helps. 
Don't worry, even with armor on, that'll happen anyway. Yeah, but like... Which is one of my complaints, but carry on. Does um, does armor do outfits actually affect your your rating? It does. Yeah, so like the the armor I could have is... Like I have... My stealth pants are two, and my regular pants are three. And then the hat, I think, is similar. And then a shirt, I think, is similar. So I'm taking... I'm losing a third of my potential armor. Okay, um, okay. It's not one hit killing me. I used my first sort of set of shrines to get to four HP. Mm. Uh, or four hearts, I should say, which is, I guess, 16 because they do 16, a quarter, yeah, half, yeah. quarter heart. Um, and then my second one, I've done a stamina. I think I'll go to five hearts and then finish the stamina wheel depending on how things track. But um, uh, it, it it's really funny because in the first chapter, you interact with the king. Or sorry, a mysterious old man. Slight yeah. spoiler alert. Oh, ruined. Uh, yeah, and and then, um, but as you interact with him, he keeps saying things like, "Are you cold? <laughs> should, you, should you be traipsing around like that?" And that cemented this playthrough being topless because nice. I'm like, which NPCs will comment on me not wearing a mm. shirt? Well, let's really find cool. out. Good feature. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it really made me think of. Um, of how much effort was put into this game. Oh, yeah. And then uh, when oh. I was, I hadn't come back to it for a couple of weeks. Um, and I saw this, I think IGN released 46 tips about um, Breath I of the Wild. It was neat little features. Yeah. And, and there's yeah, like GTA five as well. Yeah. yeah and and there, well. there's things like if you throw a weapon um, at a certain type of octo rock, it'll, blow up and then it'll fire out a brand new version of that weapon um mm. so you can get a uh, you can refresh your weapon if you happen to see one of these rocks um, which i thought was cool and then other things like the temperature and ways to exploit the temperature and and interesting things like that and i was like ah i like ex- uh, uh discovering some of this stuff but i really yeah, like yeah. that um that's that that there are this many things because i probably won't accidentally bump into 40 the all 46 yeah i mean so if you know you, you have weather in zelda yeah how do you know if it's cold you have on your you have don't go hard temperature gauge yeah oh, <laughs> not a nipple uh, gauge and, and and uh he'll he'll shiver like if you go into the menu it'll be a link with the red cheeks and he'll be shivering and mm. um and uh, if it's hot he'll be sweating only hard nipples in the menu screen <laughs> no 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 nipples at all still oh, i know it's it's, quite, it's very it's odd yeah. come on nintendo yeah, but they clearly didn't put that much work into this if they didn't give it. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I mean... I'm, Two out of ten. Yeah, I'm sure it's no, something to do with family-friendly, etc., but it's also, like, not a big deal in this day and age. Like, I don't think even, like, the crazy ladies who lunch um, anti-anything sexual people would really get mad at Link for having nibbles. Mm. Mm. You know, it's... Mother Nature, it's normal. Yeah, but but, but I mean, female nipples are are, are are. But is he even human? Well, is clearly he, not. Because he, he, well, yeah, but he, did, yeah. I guess do elves breastfeed? Probably not, according to nah. Nintendo. They just throw well, maybe, their pixie dust on each other. Don't yeah, I mean, is that Link, what they're calling Link, it? <laughs> Link is a uh, a male character, isn't he? So maybe the male species I'm have evolved. Not sure. I'm not, not sure. sure. Not I mean, he, he is pretty androgynous. Yeah, he really he is. is. Yeah, he is. He's weird. I don't like Link. I've never played the Zelda <laughs> game before. He's like, 
I know oh, there's a whole thing is he doesn't speak and everything, but he's the most vapid, boring character I've ever played. What are you like, talking about? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't even do that in this game. What? what? He, 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 he cries when he's like, you know, dies or when he's, you know, swinging his sword. Yeah, but that's about it's, it. He doesn't doesn't really do anything. There's else. no attack action noises. There is, but you have to you really put some umph into it for him to oh. actually say anything. He's just he's just he's just a blank slate and he's yeah. boring. And it's fine in the previous games. I think you get away with that because um, it's all text boxes, and you sort of assume yeah. he's replying, and you don't have to worry about what he's saying because contextually you figure out when someone keeps talking. And technically, mm. you do say yeah. things right in in um, yeah, he because does. you pick from options. But in the cutscenes and stuff, Lincoln never makes a sound. He signs, but he doesn't really do much. He said, "I just want you know." Maybe, maybe he let Samuel L. Jackson do oh, maybe he's on mute. Or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, maybe, there's maybe, nothing wrong with that, but I'd rather have like a really deep. Black guy's voice. I'd love Samuel Jackson. Field. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Just dropping the the MF bomb everywhere. <laughs> that would be solid. Yeah, mm. or Danny DeVito or somebody. Somebody. <laughs> <really> <laughs> <ready> <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Danny DeVito as Frank Reynolds as Link. That'd be very good. Perfect. We've done it. We've, we've, um, we've elevated Zelda Breath of the Wild to a 10 right there. So, uh, ha- having said that, um, Lucy having played more, um, I, 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 I've, we've spoken a little bit, but I've kind of shied away from that talk, so we do it on air. What, um, what, what irks you about the game that I remember when we first talked about it, you're like, damn, this game is fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll preface it by saying it's a, it's a fantastic game. You know, I can see why it will be game of the year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for me, I just think the weapon durability is such a massive design flaw, mm. and it flies in the face of pretty much what they're trying to do. I mean, mm. for me, I'm not really a person who, like, like with Skyrim, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I just mainline the, you know. The main quest just to get to the ending i'm not someone who likes exploring and this and right. that and uh, you know i'm not someone who appreciates the world that they build i just prefer to you know just go from start to finish get the main quest and like in horizon like you know i was i wasn't looking around for um you know little tidbits of information the uh the voice recordings or anything any of that i just didn't care i just wanted to get through the main mission slay robot dinosaurs um in zelda it's the complete opposite i really love exploring that world and it's the reason why i've you know avoided stuff like that video you talked about on igm um 46 cool things you can do because i really liked learning those things for myself um like the cooking the um all the way the physics interact with each other and the different systems, etc. I really appreciated learning those for myself. And a lot of them, are, you know, they're brilliant. And you can tell there's been so much care and attention put into this game in terms of, you know, world building and exploring and just getting lost in it. So I didn't expect that to happen. And that's probably what I like best about this game. What I... What I... Not... I'd say, yeah, I'd say dislike about it is the fact that the combat just isn't doesn't feel great. It it doesn't because 
every 30, well, less than 30 seconds, every 10 seconds, your weapon's breaking. You know, yeah, like a high-level yeah. weapon, it's breaking. You're having to go into the uh, into your inventory, which is, you know, you're pressing pause. You're having to, you know, toggle around, find your weapon, equip it, and then you can get back to the action. I mean, I'm going to keep comparing Horizon Zelda, I mean, yeah, that's even fair. though they're two completely different games. But the two games that I really enjoyed this year, and I'm trying to explain why I prefer Horizon... Um, like Horizon made me feel like a badass, like yes. in, in yeah. those in those fights with the robot dinosaur. You're only you're only taking like a couple seconds, milliseconds to craft new arrows or something like that, or switch to your bomb, switch to your tripwire or whatever in Horizon. Yeah. Whereas in Zelda, and this might be late design design decision when it got ported to the Switch. I imagine on if it was just on Wii U they'd have um, something on the gamepad mm-hmm. so you can quickly switch weapons or something like that. But having to go into the infantry every two seconds because your weapon broke. And these are weapons, high-level weapons, that break on the most basic of enemies as well. Yeah, it's basically how many hits regardless of what you hit, including yeah. a tree. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's... I know Zelda's always blurred the lines between like being an adventure game and an RPG, but it, it is yeah. an RPG. You know, you've got you've got stats, you've got weapon stats, you've got characters that have, you know, health bars, if you have the right equipment, that is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like I've progressed at all. I'm still getting one-hit kills. Well, well, people, well, animals do one-hit kills on me, regardless of armor, regardless of how many hearts I've got. I've got, like, 16 hearts at this point. Oh, wow. And someone still just... One one hit, I'm done, and it's like it doesn't feel like I'm progressing at all. And the weapon, I think the weapon's durability just completely breaks the gameplay. I think yeah. it's shockingly bad, and I can't believe it. It's it's Nintendo who've actually implemented this system. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah, make sense. I think that the as you say, you, you're going to compare it to Horizon, mm. and I think Horizon did it so well in that they gave you a huge breadth of different weapons to use which were very situational and it it wasn't just that you could plan out what you were going to do you could set traps you could pick the weapons you were going to use on a certain dinosaur if if another one appeared mid-fight you had to change up what you were doing and it was that sort of fluid uh you know snap decision making that you had to make which really set horizon apart i mean you know the combat was combat was simple enough but gave you enough strategy and enough variation that it made it really interesting mm-hmm. if you're in zelda just going along and you can say hit them with a rake and after five hits it breaks yep. and then you get yourself a sword and after five hits it breaks Same and thing, then yeah. a bat and then a plank and then an yeah. axe and everything is just so flimsy yeah it just it just pulls you away from it too much. It does, yeah. And it doesn't feel like you're progressing, which is the whole point of an RPG. You're yeah, meant to feel yeah. strong and powerful at the end. I'm pretty much... I'm, I'm pretty close to, I believe... Um, I've done, like, there's four things you have to do, like four dungeons or something. I'm on the fourth dungeon. I, I, I don't even want to do it because it's just like, I'm going to get my ass kicked... It's not going to matter if I have really high-level weapons because they're going to break in two seconds. 
And then God knows what fighting Ganon's going to be like because it's yeah, just going to be yeah. me every fu- every two seconds going back into the menu trying to switch to a new weapon. And I don't know, it just... It, I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't heard... Well, the only person I've heard speak about this is Jim Sterling. I've not seen any other people criticise the weapon durability. It's a real problem for me. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I'm fed up of Zelda, even though it's one of the best games I've I've played, you know, in a long time, and the exploration and everything like that. I just want to get back to that. I might just do that, you know. Yeah, screw the screw fair. the main quest. That's basically I mean, how yeah. I've been treating it. I kind of forget. I, I just ignore that one main quest, which is like defeat Ganon. Uh, yeah, and it's like I don't really care, and I honestly don't know how much I'll play. Um, I don't know if I'll ever actually fight Ganon. I might get tired yeah. of the game beforehand because I'm treating sure. it like sort of more of a. I'm this topless dude running around. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's you, things where if you pick up a really shitty weapon, it's useful in very small circumstances. But I also, mm-hmm. when you mentioned the inventory system, uh, I have noticed that right like, almost immediately. Things like, oh, I want to change my arrow type. I need to start aiming the arrow and then uh, switch, hit the button that normally changes shield which will now, because I'm aiming the arrow, switch the switch arrows. And then if I don't actually want to shoot yet, I have to remember to let go of that button, yep. the, the inventory switch button, and then hit B before letting go of the trigger. Otherwise, I'm just going to fire one of my nice arrows and probably yep. alert people. And it's just really, it's, it's really clunky. Yeah, and another yeah. thing that isn't explained well is because you have like elemental weapons, but... It's not exactly clear what enemies are susceptible to, like lightning or mm, fire, etc., mm. etc. Et Plus the stories, it's, you're beating over the head with it all the time. I wonder how many times in this script they've written a hundred years. Oh, I understand no. that a hundred years ago, <laughs> shit went down. You don't need to tell me five thousand times. Thank you, Nintendo. Nice, That's, nice. Yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, a topic. We'll probably come back to Zelda if you know both of you have a little bit more of a, a play on it. Um, we'll probably talk more about Horizon as well. Invariably, if we get into more chats about uh, if I about pick Zelda. it up again, yeah. Yes, you, you should, sir. You I, should. I have put it in the machine now. Right Good. before we started, yeah. I was like, "Fuck, I forgot all about this." Nice, nice. I didn't mean to. Um, so. We um, we had a question on Twitter. <gasps> no, from another very esteemed beer podcast, the Beer O'Clock Show, uh, and, and they ask, "Do you chase the latest console slash game releases like beer folks? Beer folks, beer folk chase the latest beers." I thought I'd bring this up because we are drinking the double IPA version thirteen, a beer that came out in a limited release that we had to, you know ask the beer shop to go and find for us yep. because we'd missed the release window. Um, but I was thinking that it's it's a good sort of thing to, to chat about because it's very different in games, really, isn't it? That maybe only the consoles are the elements that you kind of chase rather than the games themselves. Yeah, Because um, both of you, I know, Adel, you've been chasing the, the Switch as such. Well, it was more of, uh, depending on what random city I was in in Canada, could I find it? Because it's cheaper in Canada, and I had those EP Games um, certs. Certs? Gift cards. And I was successful in El Halifaxo. 
Good, good. But it took you a little while to search oh, for around, sure. I suppose. Like, I, yeah. I basically stopped looking and then walked into well, on the way from Value Village dropping off some uh, donations. It's like, oh, there's an EB Games in the area. And they're like, oh, let's go, hey, guys. Do you have any? I get this question all the time. Do you have any switches? They're like, we had three. There is one. And I said, what? Nice. Yeah, it was great. And then they're like, dude, just buy the fucking thing. Don't just scream, what? (laughs) So there for 20 minutes, just, huh? Pretty much. Uh, I I suppose it's, we've seen it a lot with the uh, Nintendo NES classic console, haven't we, where they only produce a certain amount and people miss out on on what they want. You know, they'll make, say, 5 million units of something and then they don't make any for months and months whilst they, you know, restock themselves and then have to distribute stuff. So there is a little bit of, of chasing going on in the, the gaming industry, but I don't think it's anywhere near what we do for beers. Nope. No, I don't think so. And it's nowhere near as often either. You know, with, with beers, you get these limited edition beers, these, these special beers that come out, you know, all the time. We've got the, um, well, I've got a can of the Human Cannonball, from Magic Rock, which again was a, a limited release double IPA, which I had to, you know, I, I was quite lucky, I suppose. I got into the beer shop at the day after it released and managed to managed to pick one up. So yeah. it's kind of a little bit hit and miss. You've got to chase things with beers, but not so much with with consoles. I, I, I know Adel, you have the uh, PlayStation VR. Yes, but did you get that sort of release window? Um, I don't remember. Pretty much within a week or two, I think. Yeah, I, I got yeah. it off of shop2.net, and it was actually cheaper than the other places who were sold out. Mm. And that just kind of worked. Yeah, nice. And Lucy, you got your Switch release week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I got it day one. Um, you pre-ordered, right? Yeah. Um, the PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch are the only ones I've ever got like day one because I've had the disposable cash to, to yeah. buy it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've always made the argument there's no harm in pre-ordering a console because it has warranty. Games don't, you know. Yes. Games crap. It's not like you can say, the game's crap, I want my money back, unless yeah, you really you, kick up a stink. But if, um, if you're a Steam user and you've not played enough hours, you can. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. And I think Xbox are going to implement something like that. They so. are, they are. Which, it, which is good. I mean, you know, you buy something digitally, it's not, it's not what you expect. You should be able to return it, but um, I think you just have to educate yourself also before pre-ordering these things. But I guess if you pre-order a game, you probably know that you're going to like it, but there's always yeah. going to be a chance it's, it's broken. So I suppose we get so many previews from, you know, bigger media sites that you've you've seen video and you've seen gameplay, you've seen the graphics, you know the tone, you, might have you know played what a kind beta. of a game it's going to be. Yeah, you might play a beta or a demo. You we get a lot before a game is released. You know, there's not yeah. many games that come out and you go, I've seen absolutely nothing of this. Um, and I suppose beers are kind of similar in that regard because breweries, you know, iterate on recipes with the version 13 we've had previous versions of it mm. you know it's going to be similar to yeah. those previous versions it's not going to be completely different and if you like with games if you trust the quality of either the developer or the brewer then there's no harm jumping yes. in day one yeah. but very true you just gotta know the risks really if you i mean there's a lot less investment on 
you know, beer like a cannibal. I mean, that was more ex- on the expensive side. Was, I mean, I yeah. bought mine for like seven pounds, but mm. it's it's not going to cripple me financially for that month if I buy it. And you know, something happened in the condition in your fermentation thing, and it's just undrinkable. Or if I don't like it, you know, it's not it's, it's not as much of a investment as yeah, a yeah. sixty pounds game. But true. Still, yeah. I- I suppose there is a little less refundability on beers than there are on games. Mm, especially when you've already drank it. Yeah, exactly. You can always <laughs> trade you can always trade your game in. Yeah, true. Just can't really take your can back to the shop and say, <laughs> nah, I didn't really like it. Can I have your money back, please? <laughs> now, well, having, having <laughs> said that, I, I've run into an interesting problem, which I have yet to deal with. Uh, um, Horizon Forza Horizon 3 was mm. dirt cheap. It was on sale in EB Games when I was in Calgary, and so I bought it. Uh, and I thought my Xbox was broken because I, I, it wouldn't see it when I put it in the drive. And if I reboot it within the drive, I would just get to a black screen. But all my other discs work. So now oh. I have this brand new Horizon 3 disc that doesn't work. That's uh, odd. So I have to, yeah, and I, I don't think it. I thought they got did away with the region stuff, and it should still show up and just give me an error or something. I would have um, thought so, yeah. But uh, like, I can't easily return it. Like, I, I bought it new on Super Sale, so I was like, I don't have to worry about any returns if it's scratched up or whatever. And it's like, oh, 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 um. Now I just have this weird coaster. I'm not sure what to do with it. <laughs> so th- this is what happens when you impulse buy, you bastard. Um, yeah, and so that's I've got to contact true. Xbox or something or Microsoft because uh, I can't go to EB Games. I'm not going to fucking ship the game to Canada so they can send it to a Canadian address if it if when new copy or whatever. It's like, yeah, well, that that turned out to be a waste, like the exact opposite of an Uber sale. True. Get, uh, get... Just cut your losses on that. Well, but, yeah, I was going to say, get Mr. Ross Miller on the case. He's got some connections. He'll straight out. With Xbox, yeah. yeah uh, not with yeah. EB Games. So I, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to contact Xbox, I think. Um, and yeah, like, hey, idea. guys, I've got a weird thing. Um, nice, nice. But yeah, let's, super weird. Let's finish there for the week. I know you have to dash in a moment, Lucy, so... We will get your final thoughts on the version 13. Lucy, tell uh, us if it's grown on you. It is very nice. It's a very pleasant double IPA. It's, you know, in the echelon of probably some of the best double IPAs I've tasted. Yeah. It's a shame that they're ending it, but for everyone who didn't manage to um, get any of find them. their own, yeah, you won't get any of them. I bet they are sighing a you know, big sigh of relief, so... Um, not as good as the version 12, but still a pretty yeah. good beer. And that's my short little review on it. Nice. I'm, I'm not going to say anything more. I completely agree. Adol, how about you? Um, I will say that, uh, I think the, f- I understated the fruitiness a little, um, having had, you know, a little more, I think the fruitiness is still not quite there on the start or the finish, but the, the bittery start is sufficiently short that I don't think it yeah, need yeah. to make such a big deal as I did before. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's a good beer. Uh, if I just encountered it, I'd be like, damn, this is a good dipper. But having had the V12, 
Uh, and even the V11, I think I might like more than this one. I liked both mm. the V11 and 12. Yeah, quite you did a bit. Like that. Yeah. I think I actually like the 11 more than the 12. But um, mm. Mm. listeners, tell me I'm wrong if you remember what I said. If on they that. remember, yeah, yeah of, course. yeah. of course they do. We have diehard yes. fans, sir. And by that I mean we people who listen to us also tend to like the movie Die Hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Die Hard. It's it's That's a discussion great. for another game. That is another the movie. best Christmas movie. It is the best Christmas and, movie. And, and the second best is Nightmare Before Christmas. But you got National Lampoons. Mm. And not... Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, yes! I love that film. I haven't fucking seen it. Yes. Oh, you, oh, it's an Arnie classic. Yeah. It's, not, it's mid-90s Arnie. In his, yeah, yeah. In his prime. I assumed it was... Isn't him in, like, Sinbad or someone? Yeah. Sinbad. It is Sinbad, yeah. yes. That's why I didn't see it, because Sinbad hadn't done anything, you know, remotely... He's hilarious. Long time. You, you you base it on those supporting actors these days, do you? <laughs> no, not these days. In what actor. in the mid nineties, I apparently <laughs> did. <laughs> well, Arnie also had some misses around that time. So it was like misses well, of Arnie's. This is an absolute bad. Okay, this is yeah, this fair. is a great piece of cinema. I, I, I will put it on my list then. Gone with the wind. Um, <laughs> um, Lucy, if people want to tell you how much they love Jingle All the Way, how do they do that? Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at beerresistible underscore or at indiemarathon.com. Your choice. Nice. Adol, if people want to tell you that you should watch Jingle All The Way, how By do they all do means. that? They can do that um, to me directly at the Omniarch, or they can just email us at tankedupcast.gmail.com. Or make a post nice. on the Facebook page. Just do a search on Tanked Up Cast. And, or do it on our Steam group, which is pretty stale. I mean, it's the best Steam group ever. <laughs> or, um, and this is probably the most likely to get, get, get a response from me, uh, you can uh, tweet at us, tanked up underscore cast, or tweet at Ben, Nova underscore 47, and then Ben, in either case, will tell me someone said something to me. That's right, well, I stole I, your plug. It's fine, it's fine. I was going to plug myself and say, if you'd like to tell me, how much you enjoy Jingle All The Way, you can do so on the previously said Twitter yeah. handle. Thank you very much. We've enjoyed your beers, Cloudwater, your double IPA experiments. Don't do standard beers. Do some more experiments. Yeah, I really do hope they try another set of experiments. I've really enjoyed the evolving tastes. And yeah. I don't think I disliked any of them. I definitely like some of them way more than others. But like Completely. none of the versions yeah. were like... What is this? Oh, I can't wait till they fix this blank. So, um, maybe the a, six. I, yeah, I think I was less harsh on the six, but again, a little, which, a little. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I like them all and, and, and I like all the things I've done so far. So, uh, do another experiment in other breweries. Get on that. Yes, definitely. So, for another week, we have been tanked up. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye. Ciao. I love that you wave first, Lucy. People can you see what you're doing. <laughs> they, can, they can hear the sound waves. I also yeah. feel like saying like chow on a drinks podcast is a little weird. Like, should I say sip? Say cheers. Cheers.